Hello everyone, welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry and we are here for Halloween. It's October, my favorite month, uh, mostly because it's my birthday, but also there's a little thing called Halloween people have heard of. And uh, with me, I bring the ever quotable Jay. Once in his lifetime, every artist feels the hand of God and creates something that comes alive. And that is usually me topless, for the record. <laughs> uh, uh, and joining us to replace uh, the Silent Hill biker, Kenneth, he could not make it. Uh, October is extremely busy for him. His, uh, his daughter's birthday is the same day as mine, which is October 14th, which is tomorrow because we're recording on the 13th. This should come out on the 14th. Uh, but he couldn't make it because of that, and uh, unfortunately, we were like, we got to keep going. We got to get this Vincent Price episode out. So we called up one of our favorite people uh, from the snowy lands in Canadian, Canada. <laughs> we brought in Heather. Welcome, Heather. Well, I'm not as cool as Kenneth, but I'll try. Maybe I'll like get my motorcycle license and get some tattoos or something, so I can <laughs> <laughs> I can be just like him. Yeah, we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna have to to fix you up. Uh, we gotta get you a pipe, <laughs> and a, pipe. a giant yeah, a pipe. goat. And a lot of rings. Like the dude lo- has like fucking. Oh my like, god! His yes. whole hand is metal. Like, oh yeah, he, he has shit on his wrist. His his fucking fingers. Uh, we gotta get you a giant goat head tattooed on your chest. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, that'd be hot. That's <laughs> that's what we're doing. Uh, Sounds great. Hashtag life goals. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Jay, how you been? I've been great. What you been doing? Uh, for the most part. So that's good. Um, so I've got to talk about something because Ooh. I promised the owner that I talk about it Let's on this episode. This. Uh, I did an Evil Dead 2, specifically themed escape room, uh, a couple weeks ago, or a month ago, however long it's been now. Uh, I hit the guy up on Facebook because he was uh, advertising it's in Seattle. Um, I was like, hey, I do a horror podcast. Um, you should let me uh, come to your escape room, and then I'll talk about it on my podcast. And he's like, sure. I was like, awesome. So me and a bunch of friends drove down to Seattle and and did the Evil Dead 2 officially licensed theme escape room, uh, and it was, it was pretty fucking dope. Um, all kinds of stuff uh, related to the movie. Uh, so it takes place in the cabin, and your goal is to help Ash, who's trapped in the evil quote unquote. Um, so they got an actor to dress up like Ash. He sounds just like him. Doesn't really look like him, but he sounds just like him. Um, and he, he's kind of like your guide through the escape room and all the puzzles are related to the movie. Um, you know, it's like that, like one of them to find a clue, you have to stick your hand in the garbage disposal. Uh, and it triggers too. It goes oh. off. It kind of freaked me out when I, when I put my hand in there. Um, but oh, all kinds jump of stuff. Scare, I obviously huh? don't wanna... What was that? Oh, that was a good jump scare then. <laughs> yes. Yes. It freaked me out at first. I was like, Oh wait, no, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't want to give away too much because obviously it's, it's, you know, don't want to spoil spoil it. But if anybody's in the Seattle room, the Seattle area, uh, check out Hourglass Escape Rooms. Uh, you can book ahead of time so you can plan a trip. There's obviously tons to do in Seattle. So if you're planning on coming down here, if you don't live, you know, if you live out of state, hop on their website. They're on Facebook. Book the Evil Dead 2 Escape Room and you guys will have a blast. Um, absolutely had a ton of fun. Uh, the owner is super uh, receptive to feedback. I was looking at some of the other reviews, and he was responding to them. I sent him some personal feedback. He's like, oh, man, thanks. Nobody, Everyone's always afraid to actually critique the room, so I'm glad you said something. Um, but it's a lot of fun. There's a little intro video. Uh, you, you can do up to six players. Um, 
and each player gets a different role within the story and uh, there's different items that you can use. It's almost like playing a live action puzzle video game. Uh, had a ton of fun. How, uh, just, how long did it, it take you to complete it? So the time limit is 70 minutes. I think we did it with like 15 minutes to spare. Oh, okay. So it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, a group of people who love Evil Dead and watch and play video (laughs) games all the time. Some of it was like super obvious. Um, So sometimes they were y'all were just staring at shit, going, "Man, that's so Evil Dead two like," and then you forget you're doing a puzzle. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. uh, the start of it, you played the recording from the movie um, that Ash listens to, Left by the Professor. Um, they've got all kinds of little Easter eggs. You don't actually have to know anything about the movie to do the escape room, though. So if you just enjoy horror um, and horror-themed things, then it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, there are some in-jokes and some references and Easter eggs that are a lot more entertaining if you have seen the movie or enjoying the movie. Um, but you really don't need to. Everything you need to know to solve the room is within the room itself yeah and fun fact for the show uh evil dead is our cursed franchise uh yeah, it is. back in our early days if you're just joining us and haven't heard this story we tried to record the evil dead franchise three times in the month of october actually and uh each <laughs> yeah. recording had so many audio problems this was early on in our podcasting careers uh, none of it was salvageable. We couldn't use any of the three times we were recording. Each time we recorded, it was like three or four hours. That was going to be one of our big shows. Uh, in fact, we were doing it because uh, I got invited to go to a Evil Dead the Musical production. Um, and I did go to that, and it was amazing. I did a whole episode where me and Reese reviewed it, and then we also interviewed a bunch of the uh, cast and the director. And it was, a, it was a lot of fun. So I love all these little things that are doing with Evil Dead universe whether it's evil dead the musical which i highly recommend hopefully your cast was amazing as mine is or something like this with evil dead to uh uh escape room that's fucking awesome and i would love to do that yeah you come to seattle we'll book it we'll book a trip down there hell yeah so shout them out one more time uh hourglass escapes in in seattle um they've got several rooms too uh i didn't get to do them but this is actually my first escape room and I really, really enjoyed it, and so I think I'd like to go back and try some of their other rooms because it was a lot of fun, uh, just as an activity in general. But as if you like Evil Dead, you need to get to Seattle and do this escape room. Uh, plan a trip around it. There's plenty of hotels in the area. Uh, there's plenty of food. Uh, it's within walking distance of places to stay, so like it's pretty easy to get to. Uh, and I would, I would it definitely worth the amount of money. Uh, that you have to pay to do it. And it's not even all that expensive when looking at other escape rooms in the area. Hell yeah. So that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Anything else new with you, Jay? Uh, not really. Um, just working my ass off. I got a, a, a pseudo promotion at work. They made me salary. Um, so still the same Yay! responsibilities. But now I kind of have to be in the store a little bit longer. Um, I can't go home early. If there's slow, I have to send somebody else home early since I get paid the same. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I've been working my way through uh, 31 Days of Horror. I think I'm right on the money. I've been trying to keep myself a couple days ahead because I'm taking a vacation at the end of October. But I've been posting those to the page and actually getting a lot of uh, interaction on them, which is surprising. I think anybody would pay attention. But uh, So if you're looking for something to watch this October, hop on our Facebook page. Uh, as I watch movies, I post them very quick, like less than a paragraph review, a three out of five score and where I watched it. So if you're trying to hunt it down on streaming, um, it's there. Some of the stuff is from my own collection. I bought some movies blind, so it may just be out of my own collection or a copy a friend has. But if it was streaming, I, I list where I watched it so you guys can check it out, too, with a quick review. Hell yeah. And I know I saw our boy uh, Heavy Systems from YouTube 
uh, he's been commenting on a lot of your Facebook posts for that, uh, which is great. He got banned off YouTube for some reason. But he's joined our Facebook page, and he's been commenting a lot on uh, your post. So that's something pretty fucking nice. dope. Uh, Heather, what have you been up to? I know you've been doing some podcasting. Yeah. I'm trying so to steal like, her. You know, and I have Jay to thank for all of this, because if it wasn't for him being so funny, and I think it's either Killer Flicks or some other Facebook page we were on together Horror and me. Yeah, it's something where you post about Kill the Cast and then I listen. So yeah, so I am podcasting. I've been on NFW twice, and I think I'll be semi-regular fuck Neil. on that. Let's put that out there. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Neil. NFW. And then, uh, Neil or Nudie, whatever people prefer to call them. He says most people call him Nudie. And I, I are going to be... call him Cocksucker. Or you can call him Cocksucker. So Cocksucker oh, and I... <laughs> whatever, guys. I still come home to you. Just on the other C's podcast, but you guys are my number one. Um, we're doing a podcast called It's Not Horror Okay. Um, I guess he had a hard time finding someone to do that with him, and he wants to do 80s movies, and I do enjoy myself a good 80 flick, so I will be doing that with him. And I'm actually guest spotting on a couple of other podcasts in November, but I think um, the person that runs that cast wants to keep that secret, so I will be somewhere else in November. So it's been pretty awesome, and I have killed the cast to thank for all of that so thank you yeah we'll bring you on and then other people will be like oh we've got to try to steal her fuck you nudie well i think it comes down to i'm a girl and there's like carly and me and jamie and rebecca and <laughs> i think maybe i'm missing one other and lacy uh, lacy so yep. yeah Shout out to lacy. There's, not, there's not many other females so i think that's why oh. uh but i actually went to something pretty cool that i told christian about who as you guys know from exploding heads him and i actually yeah i love christian i won't give really a close fuck to him. each other love him um to a pumpkin festival that i went to which was pretty amazing so much so that venon commented on how awesome the pumpkins looked so that was pretty sweet i saw midsummer finally um i'm like the only movie. person who has not seen this fucking i love movie. that movie yeah oh, you damn. should watch it gary it's it's interesting you know i can see why people love it or hate it i, enjoy I don't know it. if he'll like it the last yeah. couple of movies like that he didn't he didn't dig it all mm-hmm. and so so we both agree on the witch we didn't like it kenneth loved it i loved hereditary and jerry didn't really like it whoa, at whoa, all whoa, whoa, whoa. i've after listening to the amazing breakdown by watson on the horror corridor podcast rest in peace to that podcast um I actually came around, and even though it didn't quite end the way I wanted it to end, I did come around, and uh, I have the only reason I have not rewatched it is because eventually we're going to cover it on this podcast. Yeah, I and wanted I'm kind of saving it till then so I can rewatch it uh, right before we record. So, yeah, that's fair. Oh, I, but yeah, so I've heard great things about Midsummer. I know Brandon from Exploding Heads didn't like it, uh, but most everybody else has, has been pretty positive on it. So. We'll see where I land, but uh, yeah, Pumpkin Festival sounds dope. I wish uh, I was there. I don't know if I'll be the Great Pumpkin or Pumpkinhead, but one of the two. It was, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty awesome. And I'm going to an event called Haunted Manor at the end of this month, and it's apparently one of the best haunted houses, hayrides in North America. And also on Jay's escape room, I did an escape room for my birthday, and so I Googled the one in Seattle, and it kicked the ass of the one I went to. That <laughs> escape room that you did, Jay, looked fucking amazing. So yeah, I would I say... obviously couldn't post uh, holy pictures shit. from inside. Uh, he sent me a couple that I posted to our Facebook, and the group picture we took at the end. There's there's certain props that you get to play with during the, the room, and at the end, they'll let you hold them for group pictures, but... So it's actually it's actually three rooms. They get a little bit smaller, but you get the the main cabin, 
the kitchen, and then Ash's workshed where he builds his uh, his shotgun uh, or chainsaw rather. Well, I guess he technically builds both of them because he cuts the, the thing off the shotgun. But uh, so it's actually broken down into three rooms. But yeah, we're not allowed to he, take pictures of the inside and the puzzles and stuff like that. But I posted what I was allowed to, what the guy sent me. Um, and yeah, I just I I really can't recommend it a month enough. I've got a question. Well, even their website was good. Like, even when I went on their website from another country, I was like, fuck, I'd go to Seattle for this shit. And to see Jay. <laughs> yeah. Mostly to see Jay, but also to go to this escape room. It was amazing looking. So I've got a question completely relevant uh, to all this. Uh, Jay, is that a Kirby hanging from your mic? Yes. Okay, yes, I is. thought so. We're doing, Aww. I don't know why, we're doing, we never do video, but for some reason we're doing video tonight, and I just happen I to see know, this because we just didn't Kirby. turn it off this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, normally I always make us turn off the video, but uh looks most because I look ridiculous. Yeah. I actually like, I don't just sit here until I actually do move my hands and do gestures and shit when no one can see me. And I feel like I look stupid. So I don't typically do. That. I'm sure y'all saw when I started. And I was like, hello, welcome to kill the guy. I'm fucking throwing my hand around like an Italian. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that you're a hand talker. It's because yeah, Kenneth no, is I in here to intimidate us. I got that in a blind bag at E3 when I went a couple years ago. There was a blind bag vendor, and I bought a couple of them. Nice. All right. Well, uh, shit. I guess we need to get on to me. I've got a good couple of things. Um, first of all, uh, I've decided to try to create some original catchphrases, and I think I came up with the perfect one. Let me know what y'all think. <laughs> I think my new catchphrase is going to be, beep, beep, Richie. Totally uh, original. Uh, I've never heard that anywhere I've else. I've listened to the audiobook too. Uh, so uh, I'm going to start saying that. That's a thing I'm going to uh, do. Let's work it in. We can work it into episodes. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but uh, fuck, man. I've been doing a lot. Uh, I just did uh, another Atomic Age saucer cast. We did um, fucking Them, which is a giant ant movie. And it holds up very well. Uh, loved that. Uh, I did a guest spot, and it should be coming out. And two days, like two days. When's the full moon? Full moon's in like two days, so it'll Yesterday. come out. <laughs> no, no, it's not a full moon yet. Well, it looked like one. No, no, it's it's well, technically, depending on the full moon's technically three days long, but still, um, there's a point like a day that's like peak full moon. Anyway, I uh, did a guest spot on the Liken It podcast, an all werewolf podcast featuring Jamie and Brian Sammons. Uh, we did Silver Bullet, and the book uh it's based off the novella cycle of the werewolf so that should be coming out probably around the same time as this so uh keep a lookout for that liking a podcast that was fucking awesome i uh went to uh, the horror hootenanny number 16 anniversary 16 it's a horror punk show hosted by a horror host and there's also a costume contest and uh Great bands. Uh, we had the uh, local uh, band here called Creeping Cruds, a horror punk band. They did fantastic. Uh, I saw this other band called Tiger Sex, and holy shit, that band was fucking rocking, dude. They uh, the it's a, a drummer, this uh, guitarist who's Asian. He's like a fucking punk Miyavi man. He was fucking insane on the guitar, and then they have a female lead singer. And uh, she was just fucking rocking. She was actually up there in, like, all lingerie, like, fucking old school kicking it. And, like, she was great. She came into the audience. She, like, jumped down in the audience and started choking me at one point. Uh, it was fucking, it was a great show. And then uh, the last band, which I'll say Tiger Sex put on the best set. But the last band was a band called the Sith Fits, which is a band of Siths who 
uh, turn old punk songs, uh, mostly misfit songs, but they do hit some social distortion and uh, a few others, uh, and they turn it into Star Wars songs. Um, <laughs> That's cool. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty legit. It was pretty cool. Uh, I saw them. Uh, it was okay. My only problem is they started, he, lead singer started, he was like, so I'm like, who here saw Return of the Jedi? And I'm like, hell yeah. And he's like, uh, man, you know who got robbed in that movie? Like, Han Solo bites it, and who gets robbed? And I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? He's like, who drives the Millennium Falcon? And I'm like, Lando. He drives the Millennium Falcon in uh, Return of the Jedi. And then he's like, Chewbacca. Chewbacca gets robbed because uh, Han Solo dies, and then Rin drives it. And I'm like, that's not Return of the Jedi. That's The Force Awakens. Dude, this is a... <laughs> You're a fucking Star Wars cover band, a mixture of Weird Al and uh, fucking uh, Misfits, all based on Star Wars, and you, like, fucked up your movies. I don't know what's going on here, man. It was very weird. So I look like a dumbass, because he was like, no, you're wrong, and I'm like, I'm not wrong, you're wrong, (laughs) you fuck. Um, And anyway, if you saw the pictures on Facebook, I went as John Trent from In the Mouth of Madness, and uh, two people... Knew who I was. Two fucking people. And this is the problem. Because uh, I understand 90s horror movies are not super popular. But it's a John Carpenter movie. It's got fucking Sam Neill in it. It's highly H.P. Lovecraft. And it's a hidden fucking gem of 1994. And two people knew who I was. I even I brought a fucking In the Mouth of Madness book with me. I covered myself in crosses. And no one got it. Horror punks, I am so disappointed in you. And the people that won the contest, some of them were okay, but some of them I was just like, really? A shitty Kill Bill costume won a fucking prize? Get the fuck out of here. But shout out to my friend Jerry, because she went as a uh, fucking meteor shit from Creepshow, and it was awesome. Did she win anything? She came in, uh, so there was one grand prize and like four runner-ups up, and she got the smallest runner-up, which mm. was bullshit. Because it was her... Someone dressed as Kill Bill. Someone dressed as, like, I don't, like, just a kind of generic skeleton witch thing. It was very generic. Well done, but generic. And then the top prize winner was a, was a female Skeletor, which is cool. In fact, Jerry helped make the costume for it. Uh, and apparently she won last year also. But I was just kind of like, that's fucking kind of lame, guys. I really expected... Kind of basic bitch. That's kind of what yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it, it really was. It's basic bitch. I mean, I... And I even went up to the guy, Dr. Grang Gein, Grang, Grang Gein, if I could talk properly, um, who is a horror host uh, who, who does, like, uh, stuff on, like, local horror, uh, a local channel in Nashville, hosts, like, old horror movies and shit. And I asked him if he knew who I was. He did not know who I was. So that was kind of very, very sad. So, yeah, the, the point is, is that... Uh, Watch more horror movies because if you have not seen In the Mouth of Madness, uh, you were one of those people that I was highly disappointed in last night, and I just wanted to share that. Uh, other than that, I have been... I got the the Friday the 13th Part 5 Roy Jason figure today. Oh, that's pretty cool. Nice. And a badass Creature from the Black Lagoon shirt. That, I saw that. That shirt is pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, that shirt was fucking expensive. I can imagine. Like, like it was like, like eighty something dollars shipped. It was like eighty dollars shipped. Wow. Universal's getting that money. Yeah, uh, they are. Other than that, I wrote like four scripts for Cast V Horror, so I think I'm gonna remake. I'm gonna make some more Cast V Horror videos, and I'm also uh, 
I came up with an idea today that I thought was funny, which would be a retired creature from the Black Lagoon uh, doing uh, commercials. Like, just having him, like, pitch, like, Hi, I'm the creature from the Black Lagoon. And if there's anything I like to wake up with, it's Folgers in my cup. (laughs) They can't see it, but I actually brought my coffee cup and took a sip after that. So I kind of debated on on doing something like that. I thought it would be kind of funny. That'd be funny. You need to pay $3,000 and get a a rubber accurate costume. I don't have that, but I'm going to... I'm going to wear the shirt... And then use this creature from the Black Lagoon mask. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Like he's just he's just retired and in in yeah. a shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. That's fantastic. Uh, vacation creature. So, yeah. with that being said, uh, it is October. Everyone's watching horror movies, and uh, Jay and I were were talking about what we should do next for Kill the Cast, and uh, we both kind of just agreed on Vincent Price. It was time to get some more Vincent Price action. Uh, Jay needs more Vincent Price in his life, and I, I love do. Vincent Price. He is my favorite actor of all time. Oh, fuck me, Albert. Uh, favorite actor of all time. I adore him, and I was like, okay, uh, we need to pick two movies, and, and funny enough, they happen to be my top two favorite Vincent Price movies of all time, and we're actually starting with my number one favorite. Uh, I'm not saying it's his best movie, but it is my most nostalgic Vincent Price movie, and that is... House of Wax from 1953. Gotta fucking love it. Uh, an associate burns down a wax museum with the owner inside, but he survives only to become vengeful and a murderess. Uh, this, Spoiler. This, uh, yes, this movie stars <laughs> Vincent Price as Professor Henry Jared. Frank Lovejoy as uh, Lieutenant Tom Brennan. Uh, Phyllis Kirk as Sue Allen, who, funny enough... Did not want to do this movie. Um, she, quote, was, quote, say, I do not want to become a Fay Ray. So the reason she said that is Fay Ray, uh, you will know as the main chick in uh, King Kong from 1933. Well, that year, Fay Ray also starred in a movie called Mysteries at the Wax Museum, which House of Wax is a remake of. Oh. But she was under contract, so she did it anyway. We've also got the likes of Carolyn Jones, uh, Roy Roberts, uh, Angela Clark, uh, Dabs Greer as, as Sergeant Shane, who would later go on to be the uh, pastor man in uh, fucking Little House on the Prairie. And a very, very young Charles Bronson. Wait, what? Yeah, Where? Igor, the death mute. That's motherfucking oh, Charles Bronson. no! Crazy. Oh wait, wait. There's I, I didn't say it yet, but one of the other actors I mentioned is very famous too, and you will you will know them. Uh, but I'm gonna save that. Uh, our director is Andre D. Toth. He is a Hungarian man, and uh, funny enough, for this 3D movie, which we're about to get into the history of, uh, he is blind in one eye. <laughs> he can't even see. 3D. He cannot see That's the 3D. Hilarious. And uh, they actually would not let him wear his eye patch uh, during filming or during publicity because they didn't want people to uh, think uh, that the 3D would be bad. That's hilarious. So, funny enough. So, the 3D in this movie is uh, not used to high effect. It actually was used mostly for in-depth, which uh, the director did a lot of mathematics to help figure out since he couldn't see it. Uh, But the reason that this film is so important, it is the first... Big budget, uh, big studio 3D movie. It is not the first 3D movie. Uh, that goes to uh, this 
fucking film uh, Bahana something. What was uh Bawana Devil? That was the first 3D movie. Uh, and based off the success of it, uh, a big studio, Warner Brothers, decided that we're doing it. So they this is their big 3D movie. Now, this movie is also in the Guinness World Records uh, book because it is the first movie with stereophonic sound, uh, oh. which 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 is very very uh, impressive. Even though most 90% of theaters couldn't show that, but you know, fuck it. Uh, this movie is also a very a uh, big landmark for Vincent Price. Vincent Price at this time was not getting a lot of roles. And when he did, they were secondary characters. And the reason is because of this is because he was anti-Nazi. <clears throat> Doesn't that sound weird? I'm going to explain it to you. Uh, back before World War II, if you were anti-Nazi, the government thought that meant you were communist. So there was a gray list, which meant you could still work. You weren't blacklisted like another actor in this movie actually is blacklisted and his name is not in the credits. And we'll get to that, too. But uh, uh, he was gray listed. He had a hard time working. In fact, uh, two FBI agents came to his house and he had to sign a bunch of long government documents swearing that he was not a communist. And when he did that, he was removed off the gray list. So... Uh, in the 1930s, if you were anti-Nazi, the government assumed you were communist, pro-communist. Wow. That's, wow. Yes. Uh, wow. this movie, just... <laughs> uh, the, wow. man, uh, there is, if you buy the Blu-ray for this movie, which fun fact, uh, costs $300,000 to make. Uh, they lost the original negative, so they had to do a lot of shit to make it look good. So if you buy the Blu-ray for this, know that uh, they spent a lot of money making it. And it also comes with a very good uh, behind-the-scenes documentary that will give you all kind of fucking awesome information. So, um, this movie is very big for multiple reasons. Uh, a lot of them I I just named. Uh, it, it's it's a very huge thing. It's what launched Vincent Price's career into a mainstream horror icon. Um, in fact, the director originally wanted Boris Karloff for that role. Uh, but that didn't fucking happen. So that's fine. Uh, and I also brought up a, a another actor. Uh, so Vincent Price's character in this movie actually has two sidekicks. You know, he's got Igor... And uh, he has another one, which is fucking named, uh, damn it, what was his name? Leon. Yeah, uh, the yeah. actor who played Leon was actually blacklisted, so he could not have his name in the credits. Which is uh, very interesting, considering he technically shouldn't have been in the movie. Uh, but he somehow was in there. I'm trying to find my note where I actually had why he was blacklisted because all the information I have in my head I have forgot um his name fuck I can't find it his name was Nedrick Young and uh he he was blacklisted he's the one that plays the alcoholic fucking alcoholics always betraying their fucking people save them pretty much so with that being said I think it's time we uh Get into this movie. Let's let's go <gasps> through this fucking movie. Uh, after we'll, we'll, we're gonna do a kind of a quick walkthrough, and then after we do that, we will kind of get into how 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 y'all felt about this. Uh, Jay, this was a first time watch for you. 
it was a first time watch and only the second full length feature uh, to star Vincent Price that I've ever watched ever. First one being House on Haunted Hill, right? Correct, which I watched the first year that I did the 31 Days of Horror that caused us to start the podcast. Bam! Thank you, Cannibal <laughs> Holocaust. Uh, Heather, yeah, is this like a first time watch for you? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Never seen it before. A lot of Vincent Price virgins around here. That's well, what I'm not I like. A virgin, I just only one time. I mean, it didn't even count. <laughs> uh, Monster I didn't Squad flashbacks. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> in this movie, we have a man named Jared who uh, is a sculptor at a wax museum, and he's very talented. His business partner Matthew Burke shows up and talks business with him. Matthew has put like $20,000 into this partnership and he wants out. But Jared's like, okay, I'm going to convince this guy named Sidney Wallace to buy you out, Bert. So Wallace does show up. But unfortunately, Wallace, who is very impressed, has to go to Egypt for three months. So when he comes back, he'll talk about it then. But that's too much time for Burke. Burke wants to just burn down the fucking place and get the insurance money. Uh, Jared's like, hell no. These are my creatures. Like, Jared is very close to his mannequins. He is our... Um, mannequins? Wax, wax figures. figures? Wax figures. I'll go with wax figures. Uh, so, so much so that he sees them as his children. He sees them as his creator. He says they talk to him. Uh, he does a very... Vincent Price does a very good job really riding that line of creepy in this movie. So, uh, Burke says, look, it's pretty easy. Watch this. I, he lights a match and just starts lighting motherfuckers on fire. Um, and, and they fight throughout this whole thing. So this fire scene is really, really well done. And so disturbing watching all the wax figures just fucking face melt. Uh, I, I don't know. Jay, first time seeing this fire scene, what were you thinking? Um, uh, so I really enjoyed the scene overall. Um, the melting of the wax figures was done really well. It was it was shot really well, like the way the camera followed them around the room as they were tussling. Um, both of them are not very good stage fighters. Um, the pulled punches are incredibly obvious, um, but I kind of chalk that up to this being before the uh, you know the the birth of the the modern action film. Uh, yeah, so the Matrix really... hadn't been made to God show them how to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. What had been the most popular, like westerns and shit, where it's, it's all yeah. shooting and, and fake dying? So you know, no, there's punches in westerns. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah, but I'm just jawjacking people. I'm just trying to give it an excuse as to why mm. it's bad. Molly Wampus. I <laughs> felt like the the, the the stage fighting wasn't that great, but everything else about it was fantastic. Um, the acting, Molly Wampus. Fuck man, Caddy Vincent Wampus. Price is such a phenomenal actor, and I actually texted you or messaged you right as I was uh, right when I started watching it because it just his acting is amazing, and I wish he was still around to be in movies today. Um, I've really got to dive into his filmography because I just want more after watching that. I cannot blame you. I would say the next two movies I'd recommend is um, The Conqueror Worm, a.k.a. Witchfinder General, um, and uh, Theater of Blood. Those are the next two movies I would say check out by him. Well, the next movie I'm going to check out is Mask of the Red Death because we have to watch that before we <laughs> record. Yeah. Uh, Heather, what about you? What did you think about this fire scene? Um, well, the whole scene buildup I really enjoyed. I, I thought the staging of the scene was excellent. I agree with Jay about the acting by Vincent Price. The character development that happened in a very short dialogue um, with one real set 
was amazing and the music i'm not really a big music person i don't think jay is either i think you guys have talked about music too like it's not necessarily something that makes it but in this movie it did the music matched the movements um i definitely bought into it and i wanted to ask you jerry i was trying to find the year that this was based on now i know it was made in 1953 but i'm believing that the year is the turn of the 1800s into the 1900s so is yes, that correct? it is early 1900s. Some places have said the movie specifically takes place in 1902, but okay. I cannot find any official things that say that. But yes, it is early 1900s, uh, somewhere within the first 10 years of the 1900s. So the interactions was very historically accurate to how people would behave, the amount of money. I thought it was really well done, especially for 1953, but even well done now watching it this, it was extremely entertaining uh this movie was actually given a budget of uh like 1.2 million dollars uh they actually only used like a little under seven hundred thousand dollars and they brought That's it in not cool. only under budget but they they didn't need extra days they actually came in with days left over and i think that had to do with the fact of the set that they used in the filming like it'd be really interesting to watch that be filmed i think we're so used to how things are filmed now like i agree with with jay about the poor stage fighting but at the time that probably was considered pretty good so it was it was good i really a hook line and, and and sinker right into that beginning scene i felt empathy for vincent sprite's character i felt bad for him i actually didn't find him that creepy i just felt like he just really loved his sculptures and that was just his jam and i felt really really bad for what happened to him yeah. during that how scene. do you feel about necrophilia because i feel like <laughs> someone who's well, okay I think that it's okay <laughs> if that person consented before dying okay then cause... you know like if they wrote <laughs> fuck my body then i don't see the problem jerry you just all right beep beep richie um money catchphrase uh so fun fact uh real fire uh another oh. fun fact real fire got out of control uh super fun fact the fire department had to be called to put it out it burned a hole through the roof of the set uh next fun fact they did not stop shooting until the fire department got there. It would be way That's too expensive and amazing. take way too long to remake all of those wax figures because they are real, very well done wax figures uh, that was made by a professional. And uh, so they just kept filming, uh, even though the set was literally on fire, way past they could control. Uh, Vincent Price even said that uh, his eyebrows got singed in the fire. Fuck. That's pretty fucking hot. <laughs> oh, wow. Show must That's go on. Crazy. Show must go on. Pretty much. And uh, Matthew Burke, by the way, what an asshole. Not only beats the shit out of his partner, leaves him to die. Says, fuck right? it, I ain't splitting $2,500,000 with nobody. I'm taking the whole, th- or not 2500 $25,000. Uh, i am taking the whole fucking shebang. Uh, so he just, like, leaves him there to die, but, uh, we see Vincent Price run through a hallway when the whole building falls down on him. Uh, it is nice to see Jared does try to put out the fire that's on Mario Antoinette, which is his most loved, uh, wax figure. He throws one pail of water on it, but it does not work. Uh, and a cool thing when I was watching this today, uh, I watched the movie three times. Uh, once regular, once with commentary, and then I watched it again today with my mom, um... Because we were hanging out for my birthday. And uh, we watched it again. And, and in the fight with Burke and Jared, uh, 
Burke actually takes a mace off of a suit of armor and throws it. And it heads towards the camera. And the camera visibly shakes. You can hear the thud and the shaking from it hitting the camera or something near the camera. Maybe the person holding the camera. Uh, she pointed that out and we rewound it and checked it out. And I thought that was really fucking cool. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Burke even turns on the gas to cause the gas leaking to cause the explosion. Which is fucking crazy. Our next scene has us with Burke again. And he is with a young lady named Kathy Gray who is actress 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 carolyn james who you know as morticia in the original adams family black and white tv show wow yes i thought i recognized her i was like how could i recognize somebody i don't watch movies from the 50s yeah yeah that was just uh, damn that that was probably my first oh say movies from the 50s it was a television show Right, but the movie we watched that she's in was in the fifties. Yes, this so I was, was before the Adam family. Her. Uh, yes, uh, so uh, I think that's great. I love her little laugh that kills me. Uh, Kathy wants him to get married, and Burke is like, "Oh, why not? It might be fun." Uh, he has no interest in marrying her, which I don't get. He's old, he's graying, and she banging. Like, <laughs> get on True. that. Be be Richie. You know what I'm saying? Um. So, uh, now we go back. Yeah, do y'all, I mean, I can't believe no one thought of this catchphrase. It's fucking genius. I was just sitting here. I think Stephen King thought of it when he was fueled on cocaine. <laughs> who is Stephen King? That sounds like a guy who would write a book about a fucking uh, space spider clown destroyer world eaters of children who gets beat because kids have a gangbang with each other in the sewers. <laughs> the fuck that doesn't even make sense like what the fuck are you talking jay don't bring up nobody's on this show <laughs> jay over here talking about some guy he met one time I in tried. fucking banger maine i tried i tried to give him his uh his his big start uh-huh don't use our success to make his bigger god damn beep beep richie okay um so Burke uh, ends up going to his office to get his safe, but uh, behind the couch. Fun fact, couch also has a cameo uh, in multiple internet videos where uh, casting uh, auditions are done. Cool, right? Sure, uh, Jay seen those videos. <laughs> Uh, I've got a black couch. Those videos. Yeah. I'm not saying I was in one, but I was behind the behind a Kmart once doing awful things with a guy for $5. So uh, Jared, uh, who is now a burned monster, comes out from behind the couch. He turns out the lights and strangles the hell out of Burke. Uh, let's get into uh, this new monster form of Jared. I love this walk that is hunched down, very villain-like, uh, uh, like, I don't even like the walk he does. It's like a shambling. It's so fucking good. Um, maybe a little cheesy, but I fucking like it. Um, no, it worked, man. It, it is maybe a little cheesy, but it, it definitely worked. And it worked it for the time error, right? So perfect. Oh yeah, beautiful. Especially uh, since it, it should have been a mystery that he. I mean, it's kind of obvious, but it, it's supposed to be a mystery that uh, or a surprise that he is the bad guy. Um, so it was, it works really well to, to, you know, you see him in a wheelchair and then you see him doing this, this crazy hobble. Uh, it works really well. Oh, well, yeah. You haven't seen him in a wheelchair yet. We haven't got that far, but yes, it's very, very good. And I love, 
uh, his almost uh, Phantom of the Opera. He looks like if Freddy Krueger tried to be the Phantom of the Opera. That's a great comparison. He uh, reminded me of Phantom of the Opera when I saw that scene. Which, which is funny because Robert England, who plays Freddy Krueger, actually did do a Phantom of the Opera movie. And Wes mm. Craven fucking loves House of Wax 3D. Uh, he's a big fan See of this the movie. Uh, and, and is even in the documentary that's on the Blu-ray, he shows up, Wes Craven shows up, fucking Joe Dante shows up, like, tons of people show up to be like, yo, this movie's fucking awesome. In fact, this movie is actually in the, uh, United States, uh, Congressional Library as a important film. So. Wow. Yeah. Where is it at in Canada's fucking film library, Heather? <laughs> yeah. Does Canada even have a film library? Fuck Canada. <laughs> Why do you guys think that Canada doesn't have a film library? I don't know. Like, cause what are you gonna do? Just fucking, what is it? With like, this no, film is it is a moose. It's all year. It's, like it's not fucking cold all year round. Like it's fuck's sakes, guys. Moose. Moose. Anyway, I recently have learned. A film library in Toronto. I I recently learned on the Twenty Two Shots of Moods and Horror podcast they were doing an anime double feature and they did Vampire Hunter D and I really liked it. And uh, I found out that uh, y'all have in, in Canada, y'all have a 24 case of beer or something like that. And it's called a flat, a flat of beer says moods and moods has a very big beard. So he's very good at drinking alcohol. I could believe that he also lives in BC. So that makes a lot of sense. BC. Uh, he lives before Christ. All right. British Columbia. <laughs> I refer to things as uh, flat over here. Yeah, you're yeah, um, right underneath British Columbia. Not beer, but like uh, like a 24 case of water. I call that a flat of water. Really? I call it a case of water. Jay apparently is Canadian, so fuck apparently. Jay too. Come on okay. over, Jay. It's better here. Yeah, well, I healthcare for sure. Yeah, universal healthcare. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get married to Heather. I'm going to become yeah. a Canadian anytime, citizen. Anytime, Jay. Anytime. I feel like Heather's in a relationship with some guy who's like just off to the side of the camera, just going. <laughs> What do you mean you're getting married to this guy? <laughs> it's fucking me out. Sure, is he gonna pay for bills with us? No problem. Just bring him over. That's yeah. fine. Whatever. It's a green card. Like, We're gonna American. Have... Bring him over. Are threesomes even allowed in Canada? Are y'all allowed to do that? Okay, first of all, we what? we had gay marriage before you guys did ten years Ooh. prior. We can go topless. Marijuana is legal. Yeah. We're we're a lot more progressive than you all are. Yeah, but you know what you don't have? Freedom. What? So shut the fuck up. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, Jared ends up tying a rope uh, around uh, Burke's neck and throwing him down an elevator shaft good. so that Burke it. looks like he committed suicide. Jay, what did you just say? Yeah, I said, good, he fucking deserved it. Yeah, he's a dick. Uh, you don't so really feel bad for him at all. I do not. Uh, then we go to Kathy and Sue, and Sue is helping Kathy uh, tighten up that corset and... Uh, you know, you got to do it because no girl ever hits the jackpot until after 14th Street, <laughs> which I would know. Uh, I just like this scene because I like uh, Sue and Kathy together, and it really like shows how nice of a person Kathy is, which is about to stab us right in the hearts because we love her. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Sue goes to a job interview where she ducks a lot and comes home and tries to sneak in, but Mrs. Flanagan catches her. And she wants her motherfucking money. Cue the old dirty bastard. Give me my money. Or the remake by Say Anything. I'll take either one. 
And uh, she's like, okay, well, Kathy said she'd give it to me, so I'm going to go talk to Kathy. And she goes into Kathy's room only to find Kathy dead. And Jared oh, is in the room. So sad. I, I'm very sad. I, I very much love Kathy. I'm a big Kathy fan. Uh, way better than that Kathy from the newspaper. I was going to say, Kathy, I was going to make a Dilbert joke, but uh, I didn't get a chance. Ah, good. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I am here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I am all out of bubblegum. It's my new catchphrase. <laughs> uh, what was interesting about this movie is that she was single living in a boarding house. So they had a main female who was not married, who at that time, that would have been a really fucking big deal. Living in a boarding house with other ladies. I actually thought that was pretty cool that they did that. Side note. Uh, I agree. That is actually pretty dope. Uh, so Sue runs out the window and jumps out the second floor window to get away from Jared as Jared follows her. And I love this run down this like foggy cobblestone street. It's it's very atmospheric, and I just oh fuck me. I love these shots. Um. So, uh, Mrs. Flanagan and another guy blow a whistle to get a policeman. As Sue continues to run, she misses a cabbie. She takes off her shoes because she's about to beat that motherfucker with shoes. That is a weapon if I've ever heard of one. That's what, I thought she was taking off her shoes so they didn't make noise on the cobblestone. Might be, so, but the way she held them, mm, like with the heels out from her fist, true, she, she like was probably punched she was, with those heels. Yeah, which is smart. You both ways are smart. Yeah, now, Jay, have you ever uh, been lurching uh, behind a woman chasing her and she take off her heels and just hit you in the face with them? Yes, all the time. <laughs> That's why I hide in the bushes now. Oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> We're uh, going to get rid of those bushes soon, but very nice. Um, so Sue makes it to uh, the Andrews place. Mrs. Andrew uh, and her son, Scott Andrew. Uh, Andrew, Mrs. Andrew. Scott's mother was very good friends with uh, Sue's mother, who I'm guessing Sue's mother is either dead or moved away or something. Um, doesn't really say. Uh, so they go in there and they tell her everything. And uh, then we go to a scene where we found out Kathy was drugged and strangled. Bill Cosby strikes again. Um, and then we get a cool little scene in the morgue where a body pops up and they're like, oh, that's just the embalming fluid. And they push it back down. Uh, but Jared himself was hiding in there and he steals the body of Kathy. Uh, he calls out the window to two henchmen. They help him lower the body. Very dope. I liked it. The next day we're at the police station and Sue is, uh, brought there by Scott and his mom. Uh, they kind of explain what's going on, but our cops are kind of like, uh, why didn't you tell us this last night? And they don't seem to explain that she had been fucking traumatized. They're kind of jerks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit. <clears throat> they really don't. So, uh, Wallace shows up at the new place, uh, and for Jared and meets Igor, who is a deaf mute, uh, who brings him in. Uh, Wallace thought Jared was dead, but Jared is like, yo, I'm still alive. My hands are all fucked up. Uh, you know, uh, I can't do shit anymore. So I hired this deaf mute and this alcoholic to do all my shit. Uh, cause I can't use my hands or walk. Uh, my dick don't work. Uh, it's fucked up. I can't even fuck my wax statues anymore, which sucks because I got really good at sculpting the vagina. Uh, and for fun, I actually sculpted a vagina once on John Booth's ass. And I would fuck him. And I would say, yeah, now you're going to take my Lincoln log 
and it was it's just really funny. I can't First do that all, anymore. Me, this was not the version you sent me. So uh, I like deleted scene. Deleted scene. Uh, I'm sure. Beep beep Richie. Okay, so he's gonna open a new wax museum, and it will show horror and crime. Uh, and Wallace is like, "Yo, what the fuck? I thought you were all about beauty." And he's like, "Have you turned your back on beauty?" And unfortunately, Jaren's like, "No, but I can no longer create it." So he shows them the basement. We get to see the factory where the bodies are created and covered in wax and shit like that. Well, Jerry needs $30,000 from Wallace to reopen. Um, so Jared shows him the body of a man who hung himself and acts like he don't know the fucking dude. Uh, but it's Burke. And he does all this shit and Burke falls over uh, because, you know, wax statues can fall over and not break apart. All right. Then we get our intermission now. We're going to do a little quiz show, guys. Sure. Who knows why there is an intermission in this movie? Uh, TikTok, so Jay. Uh, put on your 3D glasses. You are wrong. You would have been wearing them the whole time. Fun so fact, they are not take the, a piss. They are not the red and blue ones. They are uh, the polar lens ones. Ooh, that's fancy. Why Real did we go from polar lens to red, red and blue, blue is cheaper? Back to polar lens. Red and blue is cheaper. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, All right, I Heather. Have a guess. I have a guess. Okay. Either they had to change the film, so they ran out of film and they had to put a new reel on, or it was to get people to go out and purchase concessions and come back in. All right, you're partly right. Okay. It is because they had to change films. But here's the thing. In a normal film, they do not have to stop and have an intermission. Because it's one reel. A 3D movie is two projectors with two reels. So they had to stop the movie to change out both reels, which they could not do without an intermission. Right. Smart. Heather right. was close. Jay, you are big dumb dumb JJ. <laughs> <laughs> Big Listen, old dum dum. I JJ. was not. I haven't learned how to time travel what? yet. So what does that have to do with anything? Are you gonna well, time travel and make sure Back to the Future is never made? Because that would be dope. Fuck that. Movie. <laughs> or really isn't that great of a movie? I agree with you, Jerry. Yeah. Hey, why did they Fox is Canadian? Doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> you said you have to love it because look, you're I, no, I love the Frighteners look, guys, I'm just with Michael J. Fox. Um, you know, that movie's so good. It's so funny. I just shake with laughter. Um, oh, oh, what? What did I do? <laughs> oh, God. I don't understand what I did wrong. Uh, that's half of the problem, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we are back and we get to Jay's favorite part of the movie. The Barker. Uh, the Barker is a man who stands out front and does his little ball and paddle show and tells people about the uh, sites that are inside to bring them in. Now, this is one of the major 3D gimmicks in this movie. In fact, there's not that many 3D gimmicks in the movie, but this is by far the biggest in your face. Now, a lot of 3D movies later on would get in your fucking face a lot, Friday the 13th Part 3. Uh, constantly reminding you that it's in 3D, but this movie really has this one scene that's the big standout. Um, now I have never been bothered by this scene because I'm super jealous of the paddle ability. I can't do that. Like I'll sit there and just try, can't do it. Ball ends up all over the place. 
I have no ability. Balls. You're not good with balls. Is what I'm, you're I'm, here. I, I want to be a baller. You want to be uh, a baller. I want to be a caller? shot caller. Uh, 20 inch <laughs> rims on the Impaler. I called her to get laid tonight, but Switcheron Ty got sprayed tonight. So I hit the highway. Making money <laughs> yep. the flyway. But you know, there's got to be a better way. A better way. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, I love that song. That is the white version of it. Uh, and it's actually about the scene. So yeah, Jay, let's talk about the Barker. Why, okay. why don't you like the Barker? Uh, it, it just took me out of the the feel of this. So the rest of the movie feels, you know, fairly serious. Um, it's got good drama. It's got uh, it's got good creepiness. Uh, and this scene was more comical than anything. It also had nothing to do with the plot whatsoever, other than it being part of the opening night. And I just, it just took me right out of it. Uh, the guy's got mad paddleball skills, but it just felt so disjointed from the rest of the movie that you could easily cut it down to a few seconds if it wasn't for the fact that it was made to show off the 3D. But Jay, he was able to fit three balls in his mouth. <laughs> That's a lot of balls. Yeah, I can see that on Pornhub anytime I want. Three balls? Three, three. balls on Pornhub. Wow. Speaking of, speaking of Pornhub, uh, fuck you, Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth just sent me and Jay like 20 pictures of a bunch of like horror shit from like Planet Hollywood. And I can't even look at them because I'm trying to host a fucking show. And I just want to say, fuck you, Kenneth, out there having a balling ass time showing us all this cool shit. And I'm trying to host a show and you trying to Don't distract worry, me. Just know that he's overpaying for all his food because it's playing the fucking Hollywood. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Happy birthday, Jay. Your godfather loves you. And fuck you to your mom. Uh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Here Jerry. we oh go. Uh, so uh, we now get to go into the wax museum. And I fucking love this. My favorite scene in here is the lady passes out and Jared just like, would y'all like some smelling salts? He just has them on him. <laughs> I loved the lady yeah. passing out. It was so stereotypical and perfect for the time period. It oh, it's excellent. great. Like the scene of uh, the fucking uh, uh, girl, dan- the wax model dancing. And mm-hmm. the girl's like, oh, I bet I could do that. And the other girl's like, don't do that shit in public, you whore. Yes. Oh, my God. It was the dialogue there was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I love that shit. I actually want to say a lot of wax skin being shown in this movie. You know what I'm saying? A lot this of some sexy wax shit going There on. was some kid in the 1950s who got a hard on mm-hmm. in the movie theater. Absolutely. It was probably and someone was related Jay to Jay. Uh, Jay's Jay's too like, like Jay, he's seen too much shit at this point. He he ain't getting hard for wax statues. Oh, paraplegics, uh, burn victims turned me on. So you got turned on by by Jared in this movie. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. That's fucking gross, but it makes sense. <laughs> uh also yeah, explains why you think a Nightmare on Elm Street is a good movie. All the blood goes to the other head. I'm going to set you on fire. Oh, yeah. Why? So you're going to have sex with me? Yes. Uh, So anyway, uh, we get uh, the Matthew Burke exhibit, which uh, Price amusingly says, is it a murder or suicide? So Scott and Sue show up to the exhibit, and Scott knows Wallace, and uh, Sue quickly finds the Joan of Arc and... uh, Starts noticing it, and Jared kind of rolls in. They see me rolling, uh, noticing her as she touches Joan. 
Scott and Wallace show up to ask her if she's okay. And she's like, it's Kathy's face. And Jared explains that by being like, Kathy was fucking hot, bro. I uh, modeled it after pictures of her because uh, I was fascinated by her pictures in the paper. Um, then he very creepily looks at Scott's hands and talks about how he envies them. And it's very, very creepy. If you're not creeped out by mm-hmm. the way, he constantly in this movie is just like, Oh, how I envy you to do the things I used to be able to do. <laughs> it was some creepy. I would agree that scene was creepy and actually really well played out. Yeah. So, uh, while Jared says um, that uh, Sue looks like Marion Antoinette. And uh, the wanting desperation just hidden in Jared's face as he talks about the art and... Uh, and, and God and all that. It's just amazing. It, it's like it's about to just come out of his face, but it doesn't. You can see it there, but it's not like an overpower. Like he has it under control. His want is there, but he's reeling it back. And it kind of got me hard. Uh, the Barker can fit three balls in his mouth. Um, so Jared has monster carts comes creeping out. And Sue is turning into bed. Jared uses a goddamn grappling hook to get over to the building. He enters the window of Sue. She wakes up, screams. Jaren jumps out the window. Hell yeah. I like grappling hooks. That shit's dope. <laughs> Everybody likes grappling hooks. For Rizzle. Uh, we then go to 14th Street Music Hall. Uh, someone's becoming a upstanding lady now. Uh, they go and see a bunch of can-can dancers. And Sue brings up that, uh, do good people even come here? And I'm like, hell yeah, bitch. They're barely seeing anything. Calm down. Can't even make out the butt because all these stupid fucking ruffles piss me off. Now, uh, she then brings up Kathy and how, uh, and this is very important. Kathy wore an earring in her right ear and she only wore it in the right ear. And she thinks that uh, there's something suspicious about that wax figure. So they go to the police department, tell them what they came up for. And Lieutenant Brenda promises to go look at it. He calls Shane uh, and they go to look at it at the House of Wax. Uh, as they're checking out the House of Wax, Sue also comes to see Joan. Joan of Arc. Sue asks about the earrings in plural uh, and asks that the cops take away the jewelry, which they say they do, but they, he would have seen both piercing holes, uh, and if he would have missed both of them, uh, Jared would have been very upset with him, and this is very clue because we know that she only has her right ear pierced, not both. And that the wax statue also has the earring in. They're not taken out. Which means that the uh, there's definitely a fucking body in there. Um, maybe. But what do you mean, maybe? Maybe. You don't know. <laughs> Man. Don't just assume the guy that, that was tortured by fire is killing people now. That's uh, that's That's rude. Look, I'm here to do two things, okay? <laughs> Watch movies and podcast. And I'm all out of movies. So, honk, honk, Stuart. Um, uh, Untitled Goose Game. Okay, so, uh, Jared shows up and shows Sue her wax head. But he wants the real thing. A Scott will try to improve on nature. And he desperately wants the real thing. So we then jump over to Shane and Brennan. Who see Booth. And uh, 
They think Booth looks like someone. Looks just like a man named Wilbur who went missing. Uh, who is some guy in, in uh, court or something like that. I can't remember what his title was. Um, and Leon comes out to tell them that uh, not to touch the exhibits. And Leon is the drunk fella. Uh, he's also the actor who is blacklisted and does not have his credits in the movie. Uh, and Shane thinks Leon looks familiar. So they go back to the police station to question Wallace. All they really find out is that Leon is a drunk. Shane says Carl Hendricks from Sing Sing painted a Last Supper mural and got free for being a genius. And then he turned into a drunk and missed his parole uh, or had parole violations. Now, I am not one to judge the 1900s. But uh, just because someone can paint a picture of Jesus does not mean you let him out of jail. It's it's good uh, it's good for the parole board. You can be like, I painted our Lord and Savior, and they'd be like, shit, we love religion. You're free to go. Yeah. You know what? You're right. John Wayne Gacy could have just painted a picture of Jesus dressed up as Pogo the Clown, and they could have let him out, and he could have raped and killed more boys. It's true. Is uh, he didn't uh, go with a good enough defense? He did not. If the painting of his of of it is Jesus. You must let him leave us. Ugh. So, uh, Scott works on a sculpt while Jared yells at him. Uh, not really yells at him. He just kind of is demeaning to him. And Sue is on her way to meet Scott, uh, because it is her birthday. But Jared sends Scott on his way to a task to get flowers. Back at the police station, they find a gold watch on Leon that belonged to William Patterson, who was the man who was killed, um, mm-hmm. to become Booth. And Leon says he found it on a train. Leon begs for a drink. And we jump back to Sue, who's waiting at the Wax Museum, but decides to go back in, or decides to go in to look for Scott. Igor locks the door behind her. Igor hides as as a head on a shelf. Uh, Now, there is, in Italy, the poster that's used is actually this shot of Igor hiding on the shelf, because Charles Bronson was a much bigger famous actor in italy at the time than he was in america Mm. he had not uh done his death wish movies yet his death wish right jay yeah 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 i don't watch those movies because i no they're good good movies i do not believe you You are canadian it's a a good movie the first one i think you might actually enjoy the first one the rest of them are a little ridiculous like not all action movies are bad jerry you know, did you listen to our Matrix view? Um, I did. Oh, I listened to your Matrix thing. I listened to your Matrix thing. I love a... the Matrix, but I, it was entertaining. Like it was a fun yeah. movie when it came out. It was, yeah. it was entertaining at the time. It like was I, the get Punisher. I get what you're saying about Ghost in the Shell. I didn't see Ghost in the Shell, so I totally understand your your comparisons. Um, but it was entertaining. You didn't see Ghost in the Shell, but you understand my comparison. That is well, Canadian you explained logic. it. You explained it well. <laughs> You explained fair, the, the scenes that were similar, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Charles Bronson. Uh, so, anyway, we have the wax figure of Burke hanging in the background as she's looking around, uh, just kind of, like, twirling back there. Uh, and it, it looks fucking great. It's very a very, like, small, spooky-looking thing that I was a big fan of for this scene. So, Sue inspects uh, Joan of Arc again and removes the wig to see that it's Kathy's blonde hair. I don't know why... They didn't just shave her hair off, but okay. Did they shave the other hair off? 
my question. Jared tells her uh, that she should have done that. Uh, Sue knew it all the time. It's Kathy's body under the wax. So Sue busts the wax mask off Jared and faints at his hideous face. And I love this scene, even though it's kind of ridiculous that his wax face could move so well and then just gets broken off. But it's a movie from the 50s, so I accept it. Um, Sue is strapped to the wax table naked. How risque. Uh, Scott's waiting outside for Sue and decides to go in. Uh, we jump back to Leon, who just can't take it uh, and has to have a drink. And he tells everything he knows. Patterson was killed because he looked like Booth. Burke set fire to the place, so Jared killed him. Uh, he killed Kathy also, and he's going to kill Sue next. So the police are off to the Wax Museum. Scott enters the Wax Museum. And uh, even though this door was locked by Igor, he somehow gets in. You know, maybe he's got a key. I don't know. Doesn't seem quite right. Um, I've always had a problem with that. Igor and Scott get into a fight, and I love the... And, and even though, uh, you know... Jay will bring up bad pulling punches. One thing I love about older movies is shadow fighting. I love in old movies where we see the action through the shadows on the walls. Yeah, I agree with you, Jerry. Yeah, that that was cool. The shot was super cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So Igor chokes out Scott. He passes out and plans to put him in the guillotine. We jump to Jared, who's about to use a drug on Sue like he used on... um, Kathy, but he doesn't quite get there. We don't actually get to see it happen because the cops arrive and Igor is putting Scott in the guillotine and the cops arrive and stop it. So, fun fact about this guillotine. Actual working guillotine. Jesus Christ. Really? Uh, Wow. The actor who played Scott uh, at first refused to fucking do this at all. He was out. Absolutely no. Uh, He walked off set, wouldn't do it. Uh, they made the guillotine uh, quote unquote safer, so he agreed to do one take. If that take didn't work, fuck him. I ain't doing it. <coughs> uh, bless you. Uh, bless you, my child, for you have sinned. <laughs> Every fucking day of my life. Yes. Worship me. My name is Brother Jerry, and I am from Cult Unknown. Come join my island. We do not listen to 30 Seconds for Mars. Okay. Um. So yeah, he he wouldn't do it. So Brennan starts asking where Jared is and starts slapping Igor because apparently he forgot that he's a deaf mute and can't fucking respond to him. Yeah, I didn't get that part either. <clears throat> Why do you mention that? Uh. So then after that, they pull Scott out of the guillotine where the guillotine actually uh comes down, which is fucked up. The cops bust in the cellar. Jared uh beats two of the cops up. But Brennan and Shane show up to fight him, but both of them kind of leave also. Uh, and another unknown cop come and punches Jared straight into the wax. Pause. I need to talk about something here. Uh, Mr. Tim fucking Burton. Let's talk about how you ripped off this movie for Batman and used this exact same thing for the Joker in your movie uh, played by Jack Nicholson. Uh, I'm on to you, sir. Uh, not only are you ripping off Edgar Allan Poe as your aesthetic, uh, but you're stealing from from House of Wax. I, I'm on to you. I know what you're fucking doing. I'm watching you. My eyes are there, Mr. Burton. You've made one good movie, and that movie was Ed Wood. And, well, I mean, Morris Tax was okay. I'll give you that. But mostly just Ed Wood. And uh, 
fuck you, Burton. I'm watching your shit. Okay, Sleepy Hollow was okay too, but <laughs> fuck Nightmare Before Christmas. Hashtag like, for Christmas. Fuck your shit. You didn't direct it, but that's your fucking aesthetic. So fuck that movie and fuck you. All up in you ruined Hot Topic. You ruined Hot Topic. <laughs> nah, hot Topic ruined Hot Topic. Fuck you, Jay. Have you ever went to a Hot Topic in the past fucking 10 years and not seen some stupid-ass Nightmare Before Christmas shit in there? To be fair, I couldn't escape Nightmare Before shit, Christmas shit in Hot Topic when I was in fucking high school either. Except yeah, but it wasn't everywhere. They had shirts to bands that weren't being played on the radio and that weren't popular. Now it's all just anything that's popular is there, and that's all you get. Yeah, that's true. They don't carry every time I die shirts anymore, so Although, fuck them. So I was there um, recently, and they had a shirt that was just the Blockbuster logo on a shirt, and I fucking bought that shit real quick. Dude, Target has this badass uh, blue shirt that's got, like, the outline of the Blockbuster building, and it says, make it a Blockbuster night. That's dope, too. I'm going to awesome. get that, too. Yeah, I saw that, and I thought it was fucking uh, super sweet. Um... Uh, yeah, so back into this movie, Unpause. Um, and Brennan pulls uh, Sue from the table and throws a jacket on her to cover up because she's all he's all she's all naked, but he got he got to see the goods. Uh, bonus side effect of being a police officer. I mean, yeah, a lot of the naked chicks you're gonna see are naked, are beat up by their husband, are overdosing or on dead. drugs, uh, are dead, uh, whatever. But you can see a lot of naked chicks, so that's pretty cool, man. You know, mm-hmm. maybe stop shooting black guys, but fuck, man, at least you can see naked chicks. Um, so then we go to, uh, the, uh, the, the police station as they all laugh and joke about, uh, it being cold and that's how, why he gave her a jacket and blah, blah, blah. The movie fucking ends with this stupid scene of him holding the fucking wax head. And it's like, by the time he gets out, he's going to have a very big beard, which made no sense to me. Um, totally but 1950s that's 50s humor. That's why you're 19th, not allowed to shave in the prison right? back then. Uh, really? I have no idea. I'm making bullshit up. Like, oh, I was okay. Doing. I was like, over here like, oh shit, for real? I didn't know that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, so, with that being said, that's the movie, and now we're gonna get into some overall opinions on shit. So, we're gonna start with you, Jay. Jay, House of Wax, we went through the movie. Tell us your thoughts and inspirations and how... Things happen in this movie that the director Tim Burton stole from, and all that. Eh, it was okay. Get the no. fuck off this podcast. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought the I thought the story was great. Um, it really got me hyped to watch more Vincent Price movies. Like you had said earlier, the only other one I had seen before this was uh, House on Haunted Hill, which was okay. Um, but it really, uh, it really just showcased how amazing of an actor fucking Vincent Price is, and I just want to watch a ton of his stuff now. And I'm excited that we're doing another one right after this. Um, hopefully before October ends, we'll see what yeah, happens. With probably not. It's probably going to be the first of November. Whatever. You go on vacation, then I go on vacation. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> it's pretty bad. But uh, yeah, so I'm. Uh, I, I really dug it. Um, I thought the special effects. Um, were fantastic for the time. Um, they must have they must have built those wax statues for real. Like maybe they borrowed them from a wax museum or something. But uh, they all looked phenomenal. Uh, they were all built for the movie. They were they See, were done. Impressive. 
by a professional. That's impressive because uh, it looked great. Um, but yeah, every, um, pretty much everything about this movie, except for that weird ass paddle ball break. Um, yeah, the, the it just really worked. The lady who did the wax figures is named Catherine Stuberg. Well, good for her. Good job, Kathy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really like it. I don't really have anything negative to say about this movie. It was fantastic. I'm glad that we watched it, and I'm excited more than ever to watch more Vincent Price movies. And actually, so I'd seen the remake, um, and this actually makes me appreciate the remake more because they're completely different, which is, I like that. Have you seen Tourist Trap? Yes, I watched it when Joe Bob came back for the last drive-in that got turned into a show, so it wasn't really the last drive-in at all. Uh, the House of Wax 2005 remake is more of a remake of Tourist Trap than it is of this House of Wax, which is a remake of Wax uh, Mysteries of the Wax Museum. True, but either way, it made me appreciate it more because they're completely different um, with a small similar premise, and I like when remakes do that. Uh, so yeah, I uh, I don't really have any complaints. Um, if you have questions, I might be able to get more specific, but that's, that's pretty much my overall thoughts on it. Okay, Heather, what about you? What you got? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, for a 1953 film, the effects were amazing. The music really, really stood out to me. I talked about the scene at the beginning. The other scene that really did is when she, Sue is in the museum and she's kind of doing her investigation and she's spinning around and she's bumping into things. I thought the music really played well into that. Um, I don't usually notice music in movies either, but this one really stood out to me. Um, I really liked the way they took it back to the 1900s. I like the fact that she lived in a boarding house. I like the fact that um, she was kind of a protagonist, but they still had the men come in because that makes sense at that time. That's what would have happened. And Vincent Price is phenomenal. I had no idea how good he was. And um, yeah. Overall, I think for a 1953 movie, it's still pretty fucking entertaining in 2019. And I would recommend that everyone check it out. I think comparably to some movies I've seen as of recent, it's better. And um, yeah, really, really good. And I think to your point about Tim Burton um, stealing, I think that leads to a bigger conversation. What you and I talked about before is what is stealing and what is inspirational. And I'm not siding on any side of this here, but I think it's interesting because how original can someone honestly be? You're always going to look back into cinematic history and be inspired by things that you see. So where do you cross the line of inspiration and straight out plagiarism? And I think that that would be a really interesting well, thing to look I, at these movies and talk about. So that would be do a good roundtable discussion. I, I think it would be a fabulous one. I do it with, where I eliminate the bias that I would have and no, go don't. so let me finish here okay i eliminate my personal bias and go solely on whether or not i like them <laughs> that, for makes sure. that makes that makes total sense there's no bias with that for sure uh yeah. you know i like quentin tarantino so all his stealing inspirational <laughs> uh you know not works. like he's ever done a scene for scene remake of an asian film that no one's ever seen ah what is that sex and violence or some shit like that uh i don't know reservoir dogs is the movie that is a remake of some kill Asian bill film. is a remake of i want to say it's sex and violence i thought kill bill the whole plot to it is a premise that him and uma thurman came up with on the set of pulp fiction it's mm. just 
all of the way, all of the action and everything is just like every kung fu movie ever. Uh, no, they specifically, uh, Sex and Fury is the movie they they jacked a lot of shit from. Uh, the movie is called Sex and Fury. Um, uh, it, they didn't necessarily copy the story, but like kind of the aesthetic. Um, well, that makes sense. I mean, but yeah, it's it's Tarantino. All he does is jack aesthetics. But if you His... think about it, what is wrong with doing that? What is wrong with taking that something was successful and repackaging it? Because your goal as a filmmaker okay. is to make money, right? So the goal is to get people to come see it. So if Here... I go and see it, it's familiar, right? Okay, here's my problem. I don't have a problem with you doing that. My problem is when people go, oh my God, that's so original. Mm. And okay. it's not. It's, 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 it's quote unquote, the Matrix. It is not original. It's a bunch of stolen shit put together. It's fucking Tarantino movies. It's the Matrix. It's fucking Tim Burton. All this. They're so original in everything they do. No, they're fucking not. They just steal a bunch of shit that you've never heard of because they're nerdier than you. But nothing is original anymore. Like, it's it's impossible. What about my catchphrase, Jay? <laughs> You're what right. about my catchphrase? I've never heard Eat, that honk, honk? uttered Which anywhere. One? Yeah, uh, B.B. Richie or the, the variant uh, that is a limited run uh, you can get at a store. Uh, it'll be exclusive to a store, probably Walgreens. Uh, the Honk Honk Stewart. Absolutely. That's definitely not a parody or ripped off at all. No, like, 100%. <laughs> we, we need to make this, when we get that roundtable show off the ground, we need to make this. Uh, one of the topics of discussion because I don't want to derail this show, but I could go on for a while with some opinions. I agree. And I think in this community of people that listen to podcasts, they're, they're, we're past the point of what are your top tens and that, and that's great. And all that stuff is fun. But I think if we really get down and talk about this, it'd be a really interesting conversation and what people bring to the table and what they actually think and what they use to back up their opinions. Yeah, just I won't have anyone on the show who has children because if you have children, you have terrible opinions because you've made terrible choices in your life. But doesn't Kenneth have a child so he can't come on the show? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, too bad for Kenneth. Uh, yeah, fuck him. Uh, yeah, so uh, when this movie originally came out, uh, the reviews were actually pretty negative. Uh, but you know what? Fuck critics. And their negative opinions. Because this critics. this yeah. movie made fucking bank. And it was at the top of the leaderboards for five weeks. And keep in mind, movie theaters were in a slump at this point. Because people were actually getting televisions. It was actually a right. for people to have a television. So, like, that's part of the reason why the 3D gimmick was so big. Uh, for, like, the two years that it was. Uh, was because it actually got people into the movie theater. Instead of watching it at their home. Um, and this fucking thing dominated and now it's considered a movie of great historical importance. Um, like I said, it, uh, ended up blowing up, uh, Vincent Price's career. It helped with getting Carolyn Jones, the Adams family, uh, as Morticia. Thank God it did. Oh. And yeah, I actually, uh, the, uh, Friday we went to go get our Tennessee IDs and we were at the DMV for five hours. Oh my gosh. From 11.30 to like right before five. And while we were in there, I just like pulled up Amazon Prime and watched like the first episode with subtitles because I couldn't hear anything in there. 
of the Adams family. Um, and I was like, hey, I know that chick. And just so you know, in Canada, we do things online. We don't actually have to go and do that. We can order our licenses online and stuff. So you don't yeah. have to go like show no, your. No, I don't birth have to physically show up. No, unless I'm changing my name, then yes. And I've had oh. to do that. Oh yeah, they're in a whole you new level. That's a whole new level. <laughs> if you're just uh, showing, it's fine. I don't. I don't like that you're on here making Canada sound like a, a fucking good country. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, dude. y'all don't y'all don't y'all y'all don't even have school shootings. How fucking boring of a country is that? <laughs> you know what? We've had a couple, Jerry. Just so oh, well. we've had a, not as many as you guys. We've had three like in the past <laughs> year. Oh yeah, we've had three in the past fucking time we've recorded this podcast. All right, okay? we've had three in the past year, so we're even less than that. Wow. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't. I if I went to Canada, I'd have to be a complete pirate because like it costs so much fucking money to ship in Blu-rays. I hear all the Canadian guys bitching about it all yeah, the time. Yeah, but you would be coming with your big American dollars, and you would have an amazing exchange rate. You know, and I'm you poor, right? Me. Like I'm poor. <laughs> well, you can uh, stay with me I, for free, and I, I am. You around. I am one paycheck away from like blowing dudes behind a Kmart for fucking Blu-ray huh. money. Jerry, you're better than Kmart. If you're going to blow dudes, first of all, I think you should charge more. <laughs> you don't think 32 cents a pop is, is a 32 cents a pop is not. That's a good deal. I'm no, not here. Jerry, you're more than Give that. Give a deal. It's a $15 BJ, okay? Like, know your value, Jerry. Know your value. <sighs> oh, God. Canada's looking down on me right now. This is fucked up. Uh, what is wrong <laughs> with my country? Oh, I heard they have universal blowjob income too. You get it's at least true. ten dollars per. It's true. We have a standard rate. Depends like <laughs> if you swallow or not, you get bonus. So. Is prostitution legal in Canada? No, it's not. Kenneth asked me the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's not. But it's it's there's probably a likelihood I would say in the next fifteen ten to fifteen years it will be. Likelihood in the next ten to fifteen days our <laughs> our prime minister is going to legalize it. Uh, just in case another photo of him comes up dressed hey, in appropriate you know things. What? You do what you gotta do to get elected. If the worst we have is a prime minister that's doing that, I, I rather live here than I'm sorry than what you guys have to deal with in the States. All right. All right. I'm wrapping this up. This is, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting picked on. Um, Aww, no. so with that saying, uh, you have to see, uh, House of Wax 1953. It is one of my all time favorite movies. It's my favorite Vincent Price movie. Uh, I watched this movie all the time as a kid. It is just fucking awesome. Vincent Price is my favorite actor. He blows me away every time I see him in a movie. You've got to check this movie out. If you haven't seen it, this is one of the not as much talked about. Cause usually it's either, um, Witchfinder general or house on haunted hill or one of the Poe movies. Um, so this is definitely one you need to fucking check out. It is a, it is Vincent Price's first real horror villain role. So you need to check it out. Uh, with that being said, uh, our next podcast will be on The Mask of the Red Death. And Kenneth will be on that one. Um, um, that's my second favorite um, Vincent Price movie. My favorite of the Roger Corman Poe movies. Uh, it is absolutely wonderful and delicious in every single way. And uh, fucking uh, check us out on Facebook and check us out on uh, Pornhub. And 
<clears throat> behind Kmart. Uh, thank you, Heather, for joining us on this wonderful podcast where I rambled a lot and came up with cool new catchphrases for the world. That no one's uh, ever heard Can before. I just say, I love being on this podcast. I think you are one of the funniest people ever, Jerry, and one of the best podcasters. So I am always honored when I get to come on and be on this podcast with you. I would say your check's in the mail, but it costs uh, like <laughs> Too much seven blowjobs <laughs> just to pay for the shipping. So uh, <sighs> That's not going to happen. That's okay. What's the exchange rate through PayPal? That's what I need to know. Um, yes, we are always glad to have you on. Uh, you are definitely one of my favorite people to bring on. Eventually, we will kick Jay off and replace uh, him with you. And then I'm going to kick Kenneth off and replace him with Watson. And then I'm going to kick myself off and replace <laughs> me with Jerry Cortez. Oh, man. And then I'm going to kick all of you off, and it will be a podcast of why you should not have sex with dogs for money. Oh, interesting. Starring okay. Whitney, Wisconsin. And starring Whitney, Wisconsin. Is she still around? <laughs> Somewhere in the internet internet oh universe. Or right, I want to start my Goatsy podcast. That'll be fun. For everyone who doesn't know what Goatsy is, just Google that. G-O-A-T-S-E. I'm going to Google it right now. Okay, Heather's going to Google Goatsy, and I'm going to act oh, all geez. innocent and say thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast. <laughs> we will be back soon with wonderful, wonderful uh, words of wisdom for your ear holes. Um, check us out on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes and fucking uh, Facebook and all kind of shit. Did you look it up, Heather? No. No, I didn't. I kind of want to see your face as you see it. Okay, hold on. Okay. 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 Now, so okay. What is it? G O A T S E. G O A T S E. Google Images. It's like blocked in Canada. It's yeah. It, you know what? It should be blocked everywhere. Uh, for those I googling, I don't think home, it came up with what you guys are wanting me to see. Did it, it didn't autocorrect? Make sure it doesn't autocorrect. Yeah, All I think find his memes about it. So, what? Oh, damn. Yeah. I'm going to find the original. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't have time for this anymore. Uh, <laughs> type in Goatsy original people. Find it at home. We it. are fucking out of here. We love all you. We will be back hopefully the beginning of November. In November, we'll also have a new underwater kaiju from outer space and hopefully Yay. a new cult unknown. And uh, I think that's about it. I don't have anything else to say. I'm rambling on. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, Jerry. to me. Happy I'm 21 birthday, years old. Oh, 21. Uh, 21. You look so good. I, I, I shaved for my costume, and now I look like a fucking Neanderthal in every picture I take. I kind of like how I look right now because there's, like, shadows that's, like, hiding uh, this jawline I have that I didn't know I had. Um, okay, so, no, Jerry is too hard on himself. He has his bandana on right now, and he looks pretty badass. He does is, not is, look bad at all. It is not a bandana. It is a hairband for women. Oh, my God. It still looks awesome. That's how I'm doing it. But uh, for my dad's Halloween party, I'm not going to John Trent because no one there will fucking know it. So uh, I'm going as Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. That's actually pretty awesome. I've got, I've got the hair for it. I think it's Look not quite it, yeah. long. But I think 
I think I can. I think I can do this. Do it. Look at that hair. That's a beautiful head of hair. Okay, I don't think anyone cares about what we're talking about anymore. So I'm gonna end the fucking show. <laughs> Love all you guys. Take it easy. Have a good night. Uh, check out Liking It podcast when that comes out. Silver Bullet, Cycle of the Werewolf, over here balling. Check out Heather. She's doing shit with that shitty dude Neil, uh, who whose only real purpose on this world is to make half decent memes. Um, <laughs> And he's doing an, a, a, a another commentary podcast that's not about horror uh, called Hard to Kill Podcast where they review 80 movies. Oh, wait. He already did that. What's this one again? This one that we're doing is, is non horror. It's not horror okay. Not horror okay. It's yeah. also not action, we guess, because he already has those two podcasts. Uh, just kidding. I love you, Neil. NFW. Check that shit out. Uh, go to their group and they're all bitching about wrestlers um, and how the WWF sucks and they keep watching it. Uh, they're, they're like fucking uh, battered wives who keep coming back to their husband because so the husband got the heroin. Oh um, fucking NFW. Uh, so go check those guys out and uh, we will see you next time. Uh, what are we recording again? Oh, yeah. Kill the cast. That's what we're doing. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. Uh, make your night good by eating mozzarella sticks and watching a Vincent Price film. Happy Come Halloween. to Canada. Beep, beep, Richie. Don't go to Canada. Don't steal my catchphrase as beep, beep, Richie, <laughs> TMC for the copyright would circle around it. Fucking over here. Registered trademark. I'm suing your ass. Okay. About to make this fucking old lady getting hot coffee spilled on her lap by McDonald's in the 1980s money. <laughs> wow. Also, birds are not real. They're government robots spying on us. Thank you. We are out. Goodbye. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.